You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. I'm breaking news. I ain't scared of shit. I'm fabulous and I'm flaunting it. I'm fabulous and I'm flaunting it. Mm, mm, I'm still hot. What's going on, guys? Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. I am still live in Chi-Town, Chicago, living it up. Um, I wrapped BlockCon last weekend, which was a lot of fun. And then this weekend, I'm doing a um, charity event for Home Life Community. It is a foundation started by Dr. Jerry Cartsnell, who used to be my brother's doctor back when my brother, he was his pediatrician. So before my brother turned 21 now. Dr. Jerry was his doctor, and um, I'm excited to be supporting him and his new foundation, which provides uh, housing for adults with autism. They're building a new foundation, a new living facility, so adults with autism whose parents have passed on, um, they have a place to stay that they can live that is a safe space for them that can help them build adult skills that are necessary. And I couldn't be any more proud to be here in Chicago supporting. So if you guys want to send some love to Home Life Community, you can go to homelifecommunity.org and show some love and let them know that I sent you. But I'm going to be uh, celebrating and raising some money for them this weekend. So. Then I'll be back in L.A. for our regularly scheduled No Filter with Zach Peter content. Um, Okay, we just had the the second part of the reunion, getting ready for part three. And my, oh, my, was it wild. I feel like this part was way better than part one. A lot of people are saying that, like, part two, um, some people think that it was more boring because they feel like it was dragged out and other people feel like this part was way better than part one. I happen to be in that, that in team two. Um, I think it was better than part one because we get a lot more raw emotion. I think it was nice to kind of see the real human side and remember that like this is real drama. I don't think this is manufactured or fake. I think when we see Tom freaking out and throwing his tantrums, I think those are real. I think when we see Sheena breaking down, when we see Ariana's raw emotion, when we see Raquel's lack of emotion, I think that's all very, very real. Um, So let's dive into it, shall we? And I think other than that, there's not a ton of other news that's been going on. I know Erica was photographed with this man named Jim Wilkes who lives out in Florida. And people are like, oh, my God, is that her new boyfriend? Is that her new sugar daddy? I... I'm surprised to see this like circulating again because I feel like we broke this all down. What was it last year or possibly even earlier than that when people were like, oh my God, Erica has a new sugar daddy. Um, I believe because it was a a article that came out in Law 360. So Jim Wilkes, just to clarify, has been a longtime friend because they're like, oh my God, he's friends with Tom Girardi and he's friends with Erica. He's been a longtime friend of Tom Girardi and Erica and he was a good friend and it seemed like based off of, you know, the reporters that I chatted with in the article on Law 360, um, and from what I was able to dig up, Jim Wilkes is not her boyfriend. Jim Wilkes is not her sugar daddy. 
it seemed like he gave her a lifeboat when her world was sinking back in 2020 and she was leaving Tom. He loaned her some money back then. Um, and listen, now she's on the other side of things. She has the the Vegas residency coming up. She has new music coming out. She's doing well on the show. That it's like, you know, now all the lawsuits keep getting dismissed because they can't stick anything to her. So everyone that's like, just wait, just wait, another lawsuit, another lawsuit. They've all keep getting dismissed and they all keep dismissing her. So with and without prejudice, both. So... Yeah, Jim Wilkes is a friend, or it seems like, you know, just a wealthy friend that gave her a life raft when her life was, when the the Titanic of her life was going down. And I don't think there's anything going on with them now. I believe he posted on Instagram a photo with his wife. He is in a relationship. She is doing fine. Um, Listen, those are the types of friends you need to have in your court. When life goes under, you know, you want the ones that are going to have your back and the ones that can help you pick up the pieces when your life goes to, to shit and when your life is in shambles. So there's that. Kim Zolciak and Croy, their divorce continues to unfold and is just <sighs> a disaster, but to which I say bring her back on Atlanta. Atlanta had some had their lowest rated episode in all 15 seasons this past week. So that was that's a little rough. I'm disappointed because I was looking forward to Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to give us a good stellar season and we just seem to be struggling with it. So we did have the Jersey reunion part one, which I thought was really good. Um, Teresa looks like she's just struggling. I think I, we did a full breakdown on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash just Zach subscribe. If you're not subscribed, I did it with steel from the bra bros because we're promoting our upcoming live show, which will be at city winery NYC on July 26th. You can get your tickets to that at nofilterlive.com, or you can get tickets to my LA show, my dirty 30 birthday bash, at the Bourbon Room, live podcast taping on stage with Lala Kent June 15th, 2023, June 15th. So you can get your tickets to that at nofilterlive.com or your live stream tickets available now. Get them while you can. But part one of the Jersey reunion, if you want a full recap, you can go on the YouTube channel and catch my thoughts and Steele's thoughts. Part one was good. Um, a lot of Melissa and Teresa bickering. I thought Melissa really shined at this reunion. I think Teresa really struggled at this reunion, and I feel badly for Teresa because it just seems like she's circling the drain herself. She's not going out on a high note. Louis looks like a dangerous crook. I believe that he was sending threats or having people send threats on his behalf. Um, I want Danielle and Rachel Fuda to drop their beef and kind of just move on and carry Jersey into the next era. And I think Teresa's done. I don't think we see Teresa come back next season. I think give her a little spinoff. I said this a bit on the live stream. I think Teresa can have like a cooking show spinoff, a let's launch a pizzeria spinoff of just her and Louie building a business together, or even like a um, ancestry DNA show. Remember they did that like where they went back, where they brought celebrities to go and look back at their ancestry. Even if it's like a five part spinoff for Peacock and it's Teresa and Louie do Italy and they go to Italy and they look at Teresa's roots and find out where she came from and, test the wineries and do all that fun cutesy stuff. I think that would be a nice way to one, send off Teresa two to keep her fans happy and satiated and not get into the drama of their relationship. Because I feel like the deeper we get into Teresa and Louis's relationship, the darker it's going to get. And I'm, I'm afraid that we're, it's not going to go well. So yeah. Um, that's, 
that's where I stand. Teresa, this is her final season. It's time for her to move on. I think we give Melissa one good season without Teresa just to see what she can bring because everyone keeps saying, oh, her storyline is Teresa. Her storyline is Teresa. Okay, well then take Teresa out of it and let's see. Is she going to sink or swim? Are her and Joe actually going to be able to provide a good storyline that's going to keep us interested and engaged or not? If they can't deliver after one more season, okay, fine. Then maybe we send them off, you know, and take Jersey into the new era. But I think we at least owe them an opportunity to have a chance to show us what they got. Hit me with your best shot. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, part one was good. Part two looks like it's going to continue to heat up. So Jersey, I'm watching you. Brav Bros and I will be live recapping live recapping that on Wednesdays and shall we dive into the Vanderpump of it all the scandal of it all so we start off with part two at the reunion we open up uh, about Lala's relationship with Randall and Lala says that she didn't sleep with Randall to get the part in the movie that he offered because they met at Sir and he sent his assistant over and he's like do you are you an actress do you want to act in a movie and she's like yeah I want to act in a movie but she says she didn't sleep with him to get the movie role she got the movie role and clarifies that when she said that she let Randall hit it on the first night it was when they went out like like on a date for the first time. It wasn't in the acting setting. She didn't sleep with him the night he met her at Sir. She didn't sleep with him um, after the audition. She slept with him after he asked her out on a date, took her out to dinner, and that was the first night because technically that was their first date. That was the first time they had taken the relationship from professional to personal, and she said that's when she got a Range Rover the next day. She did make it seem like she let him hit it that first night after Sir, and then got a, a Range Rover the next day, but she's clarifying that, no, that, that, yes, that's how it came across, but technically it was she let him hit it on their first actual date, not the casting couch, casting couch situation. And I feel like she would have no reason to lie about that now. If she wanted to blast him for the casting couch, I don't think she would have an issue blasting him for the casting couch. She'd be like, yeah, I slept with them to get a part in the movie. I don't think there's any shame for women in saying that anymore now that all the Harvey Weinstein stuff has come out. I think the casting couch stuff is is out there, you know, and I think Lala doesn't really have any shame in admitting to doing that. She admitted to sleeping with him and getting and taking his Range Rover. So, yeah. Um, so we get into that. We Then we get into, um, you know, how she makes it clear that she didn't sleep with Randall to get a part in his movie. And then James has to clarify that he didn't sleep with Kristen to get on this show. I don't know if I believe that. I think he wanted to get on the show and I think he willingly slept with Kristen to get on the show. We see Tom and Raquel and they're meeting in the trailer, having their little group huddle, um, talking gameplay and he's like, they're trying to make you and me out to be pathological liars. And she's like, which obviously we know that we're not. Like, the only thing we lied about was this affair that was seven months long. And we were lying to everybody's faces and sleeping behind everybody's back. And I was going to all of Ariana's events, pretending to be her friend and support her, especially support her through her relationship when she wasn't having a lot of sex. And I was telling her she should have more sex with you. But, like, we're not pathological liars. What did we lie about? And then the interesting thing, too, is because I just taped for the Ringer Reality TV podcast for Morally Corrupt with Chelsea. We just taped our Summer House reunion and Vanderpump reunion recap this morning that should be out now on Spotify if you want to go subscribe to the Ringer Reality TV podcast. We broke down part one of the reunion, and it's interesting because... It, that's a more in-depth recap than what I'll give you. I'll give you like the bullet points, the the good scoop. Um, but Chelsea and I bounce back ideas off of that. But when Raquel says that she's not a pathological liar, I found it interesting because when we saw that that 
uh, conversation when she's go when she showed up to Lala's birthday and she's telling Lala about how these articles have come out about Oliver and people are painting her out to be a mistress and she's like so worried because she's not a mistress and she doesn't want people to think that about her and she doesn't want people to believe that she's a mistress now it makes more sense right why she's unloading all of this and projecting all of this onto Lala being like I'm so sorry I called you a mistress like I'm not a mistress with Oliver and Lala's like you're not a mistress you're not a mistress at all now it makes more sense why she was making such a big deal about that because at that point she had already slept with Tom Sandoval and technically already was a mistress. So she was feeling guilt, not about the Oliver stuff because the Oliver stuff was just rumors. She was feeling guilty about the Tom stuff because at that point, Lala's birthday was after boys' night. It was after the girls' trip. So at that point, Raquel had already begun her affair with Sandoval. That's why she was so worked up about not wanting to be positioned as a mistress. But then it makes me think, is this her raw, genuine guilt of being like, I don't want people to think that I'm a mistress because I don't really want to be a mistress and I feel guilty for sleeping with Tom? Or is this my way of trying to get ahead of the story? And is this my way of trying to craft the narrative that this is not who I am, this is not my character? That way the cameras are catching it and viewers will believe that like I would never actually do that. And it's me covering my tracks. Like, was it intentional? Was it like a thought out plan. Is she that smart to have a thought out plan? Or was it really just, I feel guilty and I don't want people to think this about me. That's where I'm a little torn about this. And then we see Raquel saying that she doesn't love that like Tom and Ariana were still sleeping together while she was also sleeping with Tom. And Tom's like, yeah, our relationship was just like, you know, it was great again. But like, that doesn't mean that I didn't love banging you too. Like I'd love banging Ariana because like she wanted to be with me but then I like loved banging you too because like you also wanted to be with me and like I was caught between a rock and a hard place man like what was I supposed to do god Raquel so stupid and so you know he like tries to downplay it and she's just like but now my character is in question and I'm just like mm, I feel like your character was always kind of in question um I just feel like now your character is confirmed. Now everything everybody felt about your character has been validated. So it's not that your character is in question. I think it's pretty clear what your character is. And it's not great. It's not even like smart enough or strategic enough or interesting enough to be a villain. I wouldn't consider Raquel a villain. I would just consider her to be a dumb pawn in feeding Tom's ego. And then Tom throws a tantrum because he wants private time off camera with just Raquel because he needs to take a beat because they're being filmed and he's got to be careful with what he says. And then Raquel's like, yeah, what he said. And he's just like, I need a break. Stop the cameras. God, take these cameras out of my face. God, I need a break. And they're like, Tom, we can give you a break, but you get a break alone. Right? Like, if you need to get off, you have two hands. You don't need Rocky, Rocky, Bang, Bang. And Raquel's like, but, like, I, he says I need a break. So, like, I need a break. And Tom's like, God, leave me alone. Get these cameras out of my face. He takes off his mic pack and throws it on the couch, all Lisa Barlow style. And it's like, what do you need to talk about? What is it that you need to talk about other than, because he's like, we have to be careful with what we say because we're on camera. Okay, well, then what are you going to say to her that's not on camera? You coaching her? You trying to coerce her, you telling her what she's going to go out there and say, you trying to make sure you get your story straight because Schwartzy already broke his thing by saying that he found out about the affair in August. And Tom's like, August? What do you mean August? And Schwartz is like, yeah, that's when he found out about the affair, man. And he's like, Schwartz, it's not what's on the cards I gave you last night. God. 
And so now we have Rocky, Rocky, bang, bang. And he has to coach her and he has to make sure she's prepared and she has her flashcards and he needs to make sure we review our times tables before we go out there and have to perform for everybody. We get a little bit of Allie and James and, you know, James and how emotional he gets and Lisa loves that he's so emotional. And Allie seems sweet, but I just don't think that she's that sharp either. I thought that maybe she was a little sharper than Raquel, but I mean, she's not that sharp. She's also, you know, just as sharp as a ballpoint pen. So I feel like, you know, she's got a little tip to her, but she's not, it's not that much. She seems like a really sweet girl. James always picks these like really sweet, impressionable girls. I don't think James, well, I guess we did see a bit of that with Raquel, but I just, I don't see James and Tom Sandoval in the same category. I see James as being like flippant, right? And again, this is why I'm thinking maybe there may be some identity issues that he's dealing with because he seems to get drunk and then he rages, right? And usually when people have that sort of tendency, it's because they're holding things in that they're not releasing. And I'm like, maybe it's an identity situation where he's not fully in tune with who he is. And so he flips out because he has to try to control to be who he is and then, you know, get with it, bloke. So then we get Sheena. And she, Sheena reminds us that she cannot make a fist because of her nails. And she, Katie's like, yeah, she can't make a fist because of her nails. Hello, science. And then, you know, she's like, I didn't punch Raquel. Or she says she can't say anything. But Ariana's like, no, she didn't punch Raquel, but she pushed Raquel. And then Lisa, stirring the pot, is like, I think she may have slapped her, darling. And then you can tell Sheena's just like rolling her eyes in the back of her head because she's just like, oh, my God, Lisa, shut up. Like, that's the last thing I need you to do is add more fuel to the fire. And then Ariana and Sheena get into how much they trust Sandy Balls and how much they trusted Rocky Rocky Bang Bang and how they loved these two people, you know, obviously as their part as Ariana's partner and friend and as Sheena's two friends. I mean, and you can tell the betrayal from Tom for both Sheena and and Ariana is real because they've known Tom the longest. You know, they talk about how Sheena and Tom have been friends for 15 years. But apparently in April, this gets revealed in unseen footage from the finale, from the Scandaval finale. Apparently in April, Sandy Balls told Rocky Rocky Bang Bang that he and Ariana were in an open relationship. And that's how the rumors started to circulate. And Sandy Balls is like, I never said that. I never said that. God, shut up, Ariana, motherfucker. And then Lisa's like, did you just call her a motherfucker? Oh, darling, my pearls. Ken, Ken. Ken, come with your flashcards to correct the narrative. And so I think that's how the rumor started. And then that's when Ariana's like, well, then don't get mad at us. Get mad at Raquel because she's the one that lied and said that we were in an open relationship. And she said that you were the one that told her. And Tom said that, you know, they weren't showing anything about their relationship, him and Ariana. And so, like, that was really hard. And then Ariana's like, what didn't I show? What was I hiding from the cameras? I talked about my mental health. I talked about my depression. I talked about my intimacy issues. I talked about my body issues. I talked about her lack of sex life. So, like, what is it exactly? I talked about losing my grandmother. I talked about losing my dog. Like, what exactly was I not showing for the cameras that you think we should have been showing for the cameras? And he's just like, you know, we were just, we weren't hiding. He's like, we were hiding things. She's like, what were we hiding other than you cheating on me? What about our relationship was not out there other than you banging Raquel? And I'm like, fair, very valid point. Very, very valid point. Um, And then Tom's very adamant that they were hiding things on camera. He's like, no, we did, Andy. We, were, we weren't saying everything. And then Andy gives Sheena Raquel's macaroni art that shows that spells out that she's dropping the restraining order against Sheena. And Sheena starts crying because she's like, I trusted this girl. I loved this girl. She was like my sister. I was a sister to her. 
a sister. Like, I was a sister to her better than I was a real sister. She wasn't a Kyle Richards sister. She was a Kathy Hilton sister. And she had your back like a real sister should. And Raquel fucked that up. So she hands over the macaroni art and she just starts crying. And then we see Raquel. And she shows up in her one-on-one interview with Andy in her State Farm blazer saying that she regrets the restraining order. And Sheena and Ariana talk about how betrayed they feel. And then Sheena's like, well, you know what, Andy? That doesn't matter anymore because I am still good as gold because we're good as gold. I mean, if anything, even though we had to split up the reunion and have Raquel in, in one and a half parts and Sheena in one and a half parts. Well, actually, it seems like we're going to get more Sheena because Sheena keeps saying that she's coming back at the end. Um, this shows that Sheena's more of the star on the show than Raquel is. If, you know, she gets to come back at the end for the toast, she gets to have her good as gold moment where they're playing it and playing it as she exits the stage, which Tom Sandoval rudely is like, I don't want to be a part of this. I need to go finger bang Raquel in, in the trailer a hundred feet away from Sheena. And then Raquel reveals that, you know, to Andy and the one-on-one, she says that, and that Tom made her feel seen and he made her feel heard Probably because nobody was listening to her because she had nothing interesting to say. He made her feel seen and heard. And she said that, you know, she was just living in her own little reality, hoping Tom would just break up with Ariana already, and then it would be fine in the end. And she says that she thinks that Ariana was just in a bit of denial, that they were secretly banging Raquel. The fact that she thinks that Ariana was too trusting of Tom. And she's like, she just believed everything that he would tell her at face value. Like, what a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah, Ariana's such an idiot that she believed her boyfriend of nine years, the man that she was committed to spending the rest of her life with. She just believed him. What a moron she was for just believing her partner. Like, literally makes my head spin that she's this, like, simple-minded and twisted at the same time. This is why when everyone's like, she's a villain, she's a villain. Yeah, Raquel, save the show. Like, you guys are fucking not in touch with what's really happening right now. Like Tom putting his dick in her is the most interesting thing she's done. But she said that, you know, she wanted to make sure that she could talk to Tom and that they could get their story straight before telling Ariana because they wanted to make sure that they were in the same page because if they told her the actual truth, that that would hurt her more. And I'm like, okay, so you wanted to make sure you lied to her more than you were already lying to her because you already broke her trust. So you want to break her trust even more by not being fully honest with her. Got it. And then Schwartz pops some Xanax and Rachel struts her little Bambi legs out and we are to be continued until next week's next week's conclusion of the reunion. So we have two more weeks. We have the, the final third part of the reunion and then we have the Secrets Revealed episode. And Secrets Revealed comes out right before my live show with Lala. So we will get Lala's fresh reaction to everything. So if you're coming to the Bourbon Room, then I highly suggest you get your camera phones ready. Get your live streams ready. Get ready for the press pickup because um, I'm ready to question Lala and she's ready to mention it all. We're going to see the secrets revealed. The It'll air on Bravo Wednesday night and then Peacock will drop the extended secrets revealed on Thursday morning. And then my show with Lala is that night, June 15th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Um, so I suggest you get ready for it. You can get live stream tickets if you're not in L.A. I suggest you get tickets to come to the show. Because we have a handful of, of GA left. Uh, VIP is sold out, but we do have a couple GA left. And we do have, I believe, eight ultra VIPs left. Last time I checked yesterday. So, highly suggest you get on it. 
nofilter.com or sorry, nofilterlive.com, nofilterlive.com. But I'm ready to to dive into all of it with Lala. But if you can't make it, if you're not in LA, we do have live stream tickets that are brought to you by my pals at Chomps, which are some yummy, delicious protein sticks available at chomps.com. But you can get your live stream tickets at nofilterlive.com. That way you can stream the show. It will only be available, I believe, for like 24 hours after the show. So I highly suggest you log in on time and watch it. Um, so, yeah, get ready for it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. You're going to have a blast. And I can't wait to see everybody. It's my 30th birthday. The big dirty 30. Okay. So get ready. Get ready, Freddie. Let's get it. Um, let's see. Is there any other like pressing news other than... Um, I feel like we've covered everything, right? All the Scandaval stuff, the reunion stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's all the major news that that's happened in the past, like, 48 hours. But, yeah, I guess that's all I got for you guys. Thank you for tuning in and joining me this week. Thank you for your patience. I've been here in Chicago living up my best life. Thank you to Donnie Wahlberg and New Kids on the Block for hosting me and having me. And I'm excited to be uh, raising some money for Home Life Community with Donnie and his wife, Jenny McCarthy, who I've known for many, many years. Raising some money here in Chicago for Home Life Community, which you guys can go and support at homelifecommunity.org. Get your tickets to my live shows at nofilterlive.com. I'll be in LA, Hollywood, The Bourbon Room with Law Kent, June 15th. And July 26th, I'll be in New York City with the Bra Bros at City Winery, NYC. Also, new Dirty 30 merch just dropped, so you can get that now at justplainzack.com shop. Get 15% off all merch this week. 15% off all merch with code RACHEL15. That's RACHEL15. Use code RACHEL15, and you will get 15% off all merch. All merch. No filter merch, Dirty 30 merch, Team Ariana merch. All of it, go to justplainzack.com slash shop. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you next week. Yeah. All right. Happy Friday. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now.